Good evening, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome to 00 Deep Dive, the pop culture pro's home for everything that is James Bond 007. Uh, if you are wherever you are catching us right now, I want to thank you guys, whether you got us on uh, Spotify, whether, you, whether you're getting us live on the Facebook feed, uh, whether you're getting us Instagram or Twitter, wherever you're getting us. If you're getting us on a Russian satellite from the 1960s that might be beaming over encoded messages, we thank Ooh. you. Or as they say in Russia, Dosvidanya. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, uh, uh, J- Agent 006, Jason Vizhenik, uh coming here to talk to you about uh, James Bond and everything that is James Bond. With me, as always, uh, 007, Ginny Harmon-Lawler. How are you, my friend? Good. Great. Uh, are you excited to talk tomorrow never dies? I am, because this is one movie I haven't seen. I'll just say it. I've seen scenes of it, but I haven't oh. seen it. So... Nice. For me, I was like, had to be focused and I have, you know, my Pierce Brosnan knowledge from my other, his other movies and I have to compare it to this one now, which is great. Awesome. Awesome. Have you, have you, have, when was the last time you read a newspaper, Ginny? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, 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 like on, like when you, when a vacation, like a hotel probably. So (laughs) Okay. I went on like a baby moon. So I probably had, there was like a paper with the, with the food. All right. Okay. Fair <laughs> I thought it was worth a question, uh, you know, <laughs> because of what this movie's about tonight. Uh, and with with us as always, the best damn quartermaster this side of Q Branch, uh, uh, and a branch unto himself, Ibrahench Eddie Camus. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's up? How's it going? How you, how you guys doing tonight? Good. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Uh, I was telling telling Regina, my wife, uh, that I have no idea what you guys are going to say about this movie. This is the first movie I'm coming in where I'm like, I don't know where you guys are going to fall on it. Wow. All right. So stay on the edge of your seat then. I am. I'm excited. (laughs) But before we get into it, this is really important, Ed. When was the last time you read a newspaper? Probably four years, I think. Maybe five. I used to get it all the time. When we were in high school, I used to buy a newspaper literally every day. Oh, every really? Single, every single day I used to read the newspaper. I used to read it on the Q39. The Q39. Yeah. yeah I'm having flashbacks. Or the 67. <laughs> when it showed up. <laughs> when it showed up. If it, showed, it showed up. up. <laughs> if it showed up. It was really uh, part. It was pretty much a figment of our imagination. We know that. It's true. It was a mirage. Yes. But uh, much like newspapers are today, I'm just saying, I I don't remember the last time I held a newspaper in my hand, even. It feels good, though. A it newspaper. does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's to get that print, that ink, you know? Smell. Yeah. yeah. The problem right. is, it's yesterday's news. Ah, nice uh-huh. segue. Nice segue. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, of course, though, we're talking Tomorrow Never Dies tonight, which is, uh, you know, real quick, for those of you who have never seen it um, and don't mind it being spoiled, uh, is the one with the newspaper editor, right? The the one, the that media one. mogul. Well, he's like that a, one. He's like, a, I don't know who he's trying to be. He looks like a... Um, uh, Steve Jobs. I got complete Steve Jobs <laughs> vibes off. He's in a turtleneck, thing. glasses. Yeah. But like when did so I was actually going to ask you this when we got into him, but now they're a tier. Let's just talk about it. 
when does Steve Jobs really like come into the like become famous? Like he did his thing in, in, when he you know created Apple, but like when does he become the Steve Jobs that creates like the iPhone? That's way after this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, but he was always way... there. He was always yeah. creeping up in his black turtleneck in our <laughs> okay in our society. Right. He was always dressed like a Bond villain. Yeah, yes, I mean, should have. I don't know why we, what we were thinking. Yeah, because <laughs> because I was I was gonna say that I think Steve Jobs just like saw this movie and went, "Hey, this is a great how-to manual." <laughs> but didn't watch the rest of the movie, which is like this guy looks great and he's a he's clearly successful. <laughs> hey, pa- pause this movie at one oh three. I don't want to see any more. I've seen enough. Seen en- I've seen enough. <laughs> But, all right, so before we get into the cold open, before we go go through our uh, our steps, um, I, I'm going to read you guys out the lyrics to Tomorrow Never Dies, the song. And I, I figured this, we'll do it like a game show. Whoever, whoever can make the first connection, just stop me, and I will stop speaking immediately, and you just make the connection. So you might go through the whole song if we don't say anything. I, yes, I, I, I likely will. Okay. All right, so let's do it. Darling, I'm kill. I'm in a puddle on the floor, waiting for you to return. Oh, what a thrill, vacillations galore. How you tease, how you leave me to burn. It's so deadly, my dear, the power of wanting you near. Until the day, until the world falls away. Until you say there are no more goodbyes, I see it in your eyes. Is this all Tom- Terry Hatcher? That's yes. what I was just thinking. All Terry Hatcher. I was, I was What's her name? What's her name? Paris. Paris, Paris. Carver. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. I, for the first time, I'm so glad that I was that that I didn't want to tell you guys anything because I had kind of had that thought last night when I was watching this movie, and I was like, wait a minute, did they take the subplot? of the beep like a b subplot and write the song around it it's the second verse about like kicking butt though isn't there isn't there some verses about being awesome uh darling you won it's no fun (laughs) martinis girls and guns it's murder on our love affair which Mm -hmm. i actually think she says i think that's a line from the the wow damn it's all it's all terry hatcher stuff so yeah, so this the, I and I love this song. I'm gonna like bear the lead. I actually like every song in the Pierce Brosnan catalog here, um, but yeah, this is all about Terry Hatcher. And uh, I don't know. Do, do, again, this was written for the movie. I think we made that connection. But mm-hmm. I, would you guys have if you were writing a movie, a, a song for this movie? Like, where would you place the Terry Hatcher romance of like on the list of the top ten things you'd focus on? I just like it because we talked, I think I mentioned this before, that the idea that they knew each other. And I yes. don't know if there was any Bond girl that had did had done that before. I also have a weird Mandela effect where I thought she was evil or evil. Okay. Mm. I, I always thought until I watched this movie, I was like, oh, she's good. <laughs> there, yeah. She's just not a, she's not a bad Bond girl. No, and I she's always, a dead Bond girl. She's a dead Bond oh, girl. Oh, no, she's a very quickly dead Bond girl. <laughs> yeah didn't do anything but i was like but I was, that shocked me but i thought she was gonna betray him somehow or do something because that get, terry hatcher gives me those vibes but um no no that's crazy the, the song would be about her little yeah. character yeah i i i mean would i write a song about terry hatcher especially if i made it myself in, in the 90s absolutely <laughs> 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 
Now, if I'm talking about am I writing a movie for her Bond film? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I just picture like Terry Hatcher, Terry Hatcher. <laughs> that, would be it. that would be it. That's a, that. That would be the. That would be it. Um. Yeah, I got a strange choice, but I think it works. I actually really like this song as a song. I think it's a cool Bond song. It it like it it brings up in me these feelings of like you know spies doing spy yeah, very stuff. Spy heavy. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like it. Uh, Ed, do I, I do I sense a dissenting opinion? Yes. Ooh. I do not like the song at all. I actually wow. I, I, I thought it was very vanilla. I don't I like Cheryl was... Crow. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I was waiting to see who, because I, I don't think it, I don't know when it pops up that she sang the song. And while I'm listening to it, again, you know, for the purpose of the show, now, now I know where I'm really getting. I'm trying to listen to the song and stuff. I'm like, who the hell sang this? And also, I see Cheryl Crow. I'm like, wow. Just, I don't know. I just, is I thought it was. Weird? Yeah, she is. She's, a, she's a little weird at times, and it was just, I just thought it was very vanilla. And I thought the opening was kind of very vanilla too, like. I don't know. I, it just and I like. I mean, whatever. I enjoy a lot of things about the film, but this was the one thing. This was probably my biggest knock on the film was the song and the uh-huh. opening. Yeah, she's very '90s. Like Cheryl Crow was listening to. I was like, I get her voice. She's got that rasp in her voice. Mm-hmm. That's very. It's a. I like that. It's all females that sing Pierce Brosnan Bond songs. But I was like, she's so '90s. <laughs> it's in a good way because I love Cheryl Crow. But I was like, the song is like <laughs> mm, hitting, hitting right. You know, I know exactly where what era we're in. Oh, I mean, I'm all about '90s music. Don't get me wrong, but like this, just—I I don't know what it was. It just—it didn't—it did nothing for me whatsoever. All right. Well, so I, I like—I like a little dissenting opinion, a little blood in the water to to get those sharks with freaking laser beams <laughs> uh, circling. Very important. Um, so, Ed, you talked about the credits and how you kind of felt they were also vanilla. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll share with you guys my because, as I said. These are fever dreams. I just kind of copied out phrases because there's no way I'm going to remember them all afterward. So I'm just going to say what I have and then anyone fill anything in that we can talk about it. But, um, you know, lights, women, guns loading, uh, women in billiards, women dancing in, in, in bullets, bullet casings. Um, and diamonds orbiting a neck, diamond, which I actually this was my favorite part of the the credits, where the the diamonds come off the neck and sort of orbit the mm-hmm. the woman, and then there were women dancing on the diamonds. I thought that was pretty uh, pretty cool. But did I did I miss any imagery that? It's very techno-y, very twenty four hour news. Yeah, yeah, which no, ties print. in. Yeah, very yeah, like yeah, techno techno, like yeah, screen right bits and that then- big that the gigabytes. I was gonna say they have like the the gigabytes like matrix looking matrix almost looking. like people like like lines coming into like of course women and I, you know I was realizing for the first time while I was watching this last night guys I think there might be a little misogyny in the Bond movies just a little bit <laughs> think so I, I, I don't so? I, I can't get put my finger on why I'm thinking that but <laughs> I don't know maybe, maybe one time through this journey we'll figure it out we'll make notes <laughs> maybe maybe. Um, but uh, so Ginny, so Ed wasn't crazy about this, like he said. What about you? What did you think of the uh, the opening no, credits? No, um, I didn't go crazy for a lot of this movie. There's a lot of things that weren't speaking to me, but it sh- maybe it should have been because I like it. I like the idea. But maybe if if our Daniel Craig was cheesier, a 24 hour news media mogul would have been maybe I don't know hit 
closer to home, we would have mm-hmm. had more to work with, more surveil. I don't know, more maybe the threat of uh, being surveilled in the '90s was worse than today. So, but I was like, I get the, I get the, tw- I get the opening. That was the cool, the thing that stuck out to me that I was like, of course, he's a media mogul, and I've never seen yeah. this movie, so I was like, this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I this it. movie comes out what 90, 99 97. or ninety seven, ninety seven. So this is this is like really before the internet explodes, right? It's just yeah. on the cusp. It's before the 24-hour media cycle, right? It's actually, I, I think, looking back on this movie, I kind of think it predicts a lot of stuff. It does, yeah. There's a lot of lines that are pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, you know, doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean it translates into a good Bond movie. We'll talk about it. But I, I do, like, I was watching it going, like, with the exception of the fact that no one knows what the fuck a newspaper is anymore, and and for, but anyone, any of our listeners uh, listening who are really young, a newspaper, imagine it's like, um, it's like when you go to a Google page, except you're holding it in your hand and it's making your hand black with ink. That's a newspaper. Um, but, uh, but yeah, outside of like the newspaper thing, I was like, wow, this movie's kind of prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get into it. So um I, I actually thought the credits were fine. They're not great. So I think we're all in the same camp. They're there, they're fine. Um, but I do enjoy this cold opening, right? The cold open where it opens and this is the clearest we've gotten for a reason that something is happening ever in a Bond movie. A terrorist arms bazaar on the Russian border. Yeah. Yes, and I laughed when I read that. And me too. But it was. But I laughed. And I laughed like yes, yes. Yeah. It was. I wasn't laughing at it. I was oh, laughing no, no. with it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, terrorists. Yeah, terrorists. So many terrorists. How do we label them terrorists right off the bat? Like we're not right off the around. bat. Yeah, we have terrorists at a bazaar on. Wait for it. The Russian border. This is a triple threat, my friends. <laughs> Um, but I, I actually think this this is like such a cool uh, cold open where you've got like you don't even see Bond for a while. Right. You got M and this admiral, and the admiral's like, ah, screw these guys. We're just gonna bomb the hell out of them, <laughs> and no one thinks to check if there's maybe nuclear warheads at this arms bazaar. By the by the way, M has a great line about them right before that when they're deciding to launch. When uh, I think it was the Admiral says that she doesn't have the balls yes. to do this job. Yes. Like, well, maybe I don't, but I also don't have to, to think with them either. I was like, yeah. boom! Yeah. We, we talk about how many, how like how 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 I was like, well, like, Bond, you're very misogynistic and chauvinist, and I go, I, I, a lot of the men in this situation were being a little bit like, oh, um, don't worry about it. We got you know yeah. out of the way. And I'm like, these yeah. guys are like the Bond. I don't know. Bond at least respects you. Bond respects you. Bond's doing his work. He listens. Yeah. There, there's a lot more respect in this in this movie. You can see the progression yeah. of his relationship yeah. with this M because. Well, yeah, well, whatever. We'll, we'll get to that when she sends him on his mission, but she definitely is, like, straight out. Very direct with him, put it that way. What oh, yeah, other, yeah. What was the other line? Was that in the, the scene about the um, America screwing up, America not noticing our... Uh, oh, what, the- I, uh, what do you think the CIA is going to yeah. be, be angry at most? The fact that they lost the encoder or that we found it? <laughs> that wasn't the scene, if I remember right. Yeah. That's also a really good line. Uh but yeah, so I mean, so then they fire the missiles from a sub, from a, a like a submarine or whatever, a, a frigate or whatever that's near, and 
Bond won't leave because he has noticed that there's the nuclear missiles and they are, of course, attached to a, um, a jet pilot, a jet. And so he does, he bonds, he does what Bond does best. He like, he has like, I thought this fight scene where he is fighting his way to this jet was so goddamn smooth and suave. Like, cause he's got the tongue. He's always wearing the freaking suit and he's like yeah. going like, like, he's always like nicely dressed. He's going, going under like the, the plane and he's punching a guy in the face and like he's sweeping guy. Like it's, I, I'm watching it going, I'm out of breath just watching him do this. One of my favorite things he does is, and I think it's his first, his first line in this movie is when he he goes to light the guy's cigarette yes. and then punches him. It was like filthy <laughs> habit, which he does yep. twice. He shuts yes. down two yes. people smoking in this movie. <laughs> They're about to light up and he, he is anti-smoking bond. Anti-smoking. <laughs> yes, he is. With all the smoking that Sean Connery and everything did, he's like, no, nah, screw it. I've learned that. I've kicked my habit. <laughs> now, since we can say they're the same person and then, you know... <laughs> It's, it's I just drink twice as much now. Exactly. Yeah, up, 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 up the sex. Up the drink. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's for fine. sure. Look, he's not getting better. He's just saying, I'm going to stop killing myself in this way, and I'm going to put more focus on these two ways. The therapist is like, Bond, no, wait, that's not what I... Oh. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so he gets in the plane, and he takes off. And he saves the he saves the missiles. And I actually this this reminded me of a Simpsons gag. And I, I had no one to make this joke to, but uh so he's in this fight the fighter pilot, he's in this or other fighter jet, and the guy there's an enemy behind him, and he starts strangling him, and they're fighting, and he hits the eject button and he shoots the guy up, and the guy like crashes into a plane that's right above them and they explode. And it reminded me of a Simpsons bit. When uh, you see McBain, uh, the Simpsons action hero, and he like breaks someone's neck, he jumps in a plane and breaks someone's neck, and Marge goes, "Wow, he's really moving at breakneck speed." <laughs> and Bart just goes, "Mom, someone died here." <laughs> and that's I don't know why, but that's all I can think of in this scene. <laughs> oh man! Um, but yeah, so like that—that's the cold open and. Bang! We're into the Bond movie. So, uh, Ed, did I any anything else you guys want to throw out about the cold open? Anything I might have missed because I kind of jumped around. Um, I just thought it was really exciting. I thought it was a really excellent cold open. And like it's... you said, it, it made a lot of sense. It explained things properly. Why things were happening. You get Bond kicking ass and you know ejecting a guy to take out some another plane and everything. He's stopping people from smoking. I mean, you get great lines from M like digging at people. So why not? I loved every second of it. I think it's fun. It's because again, I don't know if Goldeneye was fun per se. I, yeah. I I don't watch Goldeneye for fun. I think I watch it as a prestige movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm watching this going, oh, it's is funny. So many double entendres. He punches a guy. He, filthy habit. Cigarette. Clear yep. joke. I get it. Uh, um, yeah. I so so fun. So much fun. Yeah, so yeah, awesome. So uh, loving the cold open so far. That leads us into the first set piece, which is we have the uh, the the British submarine, right? Or I don't know if it's a submarine, but it's a British um, British ship. And we we have seen that the first henchman, the guy he, the guy who steals the encoder in the uh, the or the terrorist arms bazaar on the border of Russia, uh, played by Ricky Jay, 
who I don't know if anyone knows him, but he's like a famous musician. I only a magician rather. I'm sorry, and I only know him because he's got like the most distinct voice. Like he was in this movie. He narrated this movie called um, uh, Magnolia. And I love that movie. And so he's got such a distinct voice. So I saw this movie and I'm like, oh shit, Ricky Jay is our first henchman in this. Um, And he plays uh, Gupta, who is, wait for it, guys, we're still in the 90s. He's a hacker. (laughs) We don't understand technology. It's scary. It's very scary. Uh, people are clacking on their key. No, no one's clacking on their keyboards. It's not as offensive as uh, last week. Last week, but um, <laughs> but he's got this encoder, which pretty much he's able to hack and give the wrong coordinates to the British ship, and he brings them into Chinese territory, and then he shoots like a this really awesome drill torpedo into the uh, the, the ship. They fire at some Chinese MiGs flying over in retaliation because they think it's a Chinese attack. And and this pretty much sets up the villain's plot, which is very simple, actually. I think it's one of the most yeah. simple plots we've ever gotten in a Bond movie. He wants to start like, World War III so he can cover it on his news network and get all the best ratings. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do you guys think of this opening? What do you guys think of, like, this is our introduction, like, uh, the destruction of the ship, and then, it, of course, the ship ends, the, that whole scene ends with them getting gunned down, like, you know, yeah. in cold blood. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, Bond-like or not Bond-like, too much, not enough? What do you guys think? Go Jay. Him telling the guys getting gunned down, and what does he say? He's like, make sure I have the exact number right so I can broadcast it, essentially, or right. like, have the headline right. That's kind of sinister, um, it gets less sinister to me towards the end of the movie when he's just being like, I'm going to broadcast your obituaries. Mwahaha. But I think <laughs> that like that bit of, of a dialogue, I was like, oh, interesting. Or like, OK, I, I, I and I don't I don't I haven't seen this movie before. So I'm like, where is he? That's OK. It's threatening. That's threatening to me. So pretty sinister. I like that. I dig it. Cool. Yeah, I think it was very sinister. I mean, yeah, you're pretty much the same gun these people down who are coming to you for help because they just survived yeah, the submarine so, attack okay. and you can tell on their faces they're like right. oh we're saved and then you know this guy who looks like he could have been in Die Hard or whatever it is, he's just like <laughs> yeah like 90s Stump- henchman head stomper yeah stomper <laughs> is just gonna wipe them out and gun them all down I thought it was pretty messed up man. yeah messed up <laughs> Yeah, I think I think a lot like a lot of the beginning of this movie is like cold blooded. Like, oh, and yeah. I I agree. Like when and what I like about this movie as well, because I I do like this movie. I, I like a lot of this movie. I think it's perfect. But um, I like that they don't even try to pretend Carver's not the villain. You know, some Bond movies do that. Right. Right. You know, like even Goldeneye. Right. Like Alex Trevelyan. What a twist. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or when we get to like Goldfinger, like we all know Goldfinger is the villain because it's called Goldfinger and we've all seen the movie. But like the first 20 minutes of that is just this old fat man playing, playing cards. Like he's literally, he's cheating yeah. at cards. He's, you know, you're kind of not sure what's going on. But I like that they don't even bury the lead. It's like the first time you see this guy, Carver is Elliot Carver, uh, a.k.a. Steve Jobs is literally like yeah i'm writing i'm writing the headline now how many have survived all right you know what to do and you're right it's chilling it's very chilling it is especially from the high sparrow from game of thrones because that's who he would play eventually Uh, jonathan price is in game of thrones yes yes he's a pretty important character too you see this is why a psychotic character 
this is this goes to show you how so many of my friends don't know me because I have had so many people try to get me to watch Game of Thrones, and you've just done it, Ed. I'm gonna watch it now because Jonathan Price is there. Takes a while. I love Jonathan Price. He it I takes mean, a, yeah, it's true. Listen, it takes a while to get there. So <laughs> I don't want you to there. watch, the, watch <laughs> the first four seasons and then curse me out. No, no, no. Fair enough. Look, I can, I'm patient. All right. Look, I'm watching. I started Doctor Who from the beginning. I'm a patient man. All right. That's when it comes to true. the media. But I think I love Jonathan Price. I love him in this movie. I love him in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. Even when they are bad, he is good. And I love him in Brazil, which is what I like know him from. Um but anyway, enough of my Jonathan Price love. Oh, oh. Man. <laughs> uh, but so let's since we're talking about Elliot Carver and and we've kind of just talked about the plan and this is really again the simplest uh, villain and plan. What do we think of Elliot Carver as the villain as a whole? I think Jeannie's got something to say right now, I, so I'm gonna let her go first. I, <laughs> I like Jonathan Price. I don't know if I like him in this movie, and I always feel like. I have, again, Mandela effect, where A, I thought Terry Hatcher was a bad Bond girl, even though I'd never seen this movie. And I always thought that there was another villain in this movie that wasn't John- Jonathan mm. Price, because I always feel like Jonathan Price is a, is like a, I don't know, a setup to be a, a villain, or there's someone, a bigger bad behind him. Mm. And I don't know why I have that vision. And there isn't. He has like two henchmen, or what have you. This is Dolph Lundgren as his main big bad. And then I just thought that there was someone else I don't know, pulling strings. I thought it'd be more dramatic, but you're right. It's very, it's very straightforward. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I hear you. I actually remember when I first, uh, when I first saw this movie in the theater being, and I was a John Price, a Jonathan Price fan then uh, as well. So I went in really excited about him. I remember being disappointed in what we got from him. I think I appreciated it more last night when I watched it, mm-hmm. but I think they could have done more with him, to be honest. Yeah, I, and I like the idea of a, a 24 hour. I think Tom, my husband, kind of like sniffed his nose at it, being like, hey, he's just a news media mogul. I was like, I think that's so, like, with Succession, I love that show right now, which is like, you know, all you know, fake Fox News kind of like dynasty thing. I think mm. that's just like super fascinating. I think that's not unlike any of our news, which is like 24 hour. And what's the one line about bad headlines being, what, God, what was that line? It's great. It's, it's obvious. It's I think it's true. Yeah. Bad. Le- oh man, where is it? The bad headlines are like the only headlines that sell. And I go, I don't. Yeah, it's not Somewhere changing. Bad, yeah. Like it's bad news. Is, is the only news there is. Yeah. And it's like there is no good news. There's no happy news. It's always sad, dramatic, anxiety-inducing, and yeah. Mm. Um. So that I love that. I just, I just think it's a little lot, say, lackluster about it. Mm. And maybe we weren't there yet in the '90s, that early '90s. But that idea was pretty great. And he's just a little bland. He's to me and i'm sure the way people feel about quantum of solace villain green i think <laughs> i kind of feel about this way like this guy they Who say Darren <laughs> <laughs> hatcher has a line about how i think he's like a monster i think like to women too like where he's like uh he's not gonna push you too hard but he uh, insinuating that he's like he would assault you if he could or if he, he has yeah. assaulted people but that's just a throwaway line and i'm like so he's not a whole spooky threat not a, not a horrible monster threat to me in my mind you know but i think we yeah. want him we want him to be or he is but okay. that's not clear uh, that makes sense yeah he's not menacing enough yeah yeah or, or i need to see it from him i need to see a burst of a, a full anger he's very calm he's very cool yeah. but it's not chilling cool to me to me right and yeah. what about you what do you what do you think of carver uh i like i like jonathan price too uh besides the his role in Game of Thrones, and uh, he was also, by the way, in both 
well, the first two G.I. Joe movies that we covered on Grannies. Oh, that's he, right. Yes, yeah, that's he's right. He's the was. president. Yeah. And then technically he's Zartan. Which which I I think one. I I think I praised his Zartan. You, no, you did because he plays I did, it right? off like pretty <laughs> yeah. well. Um so yeah, I like him as an actor, but I as a as the bottom line, I kind of gotta agree with, with Jimmy on a lot of this. Is like he a lot of things are said about him that he is really evil and then like that. His plan is pretty diabolical. Like I'm gonna murder people and start a war just so I can profit off of it. I mean, that that's you know it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, so it's that, not like his like, intentions are not bad. That's like American politician bad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if, if only. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's it's bad, and but the thing is, we I think Jay, it's just that we don't see a lot of it. It just gets alluded to from time to time, and the things he does throughout the film. Again, I'm not trying to sugarcoat what he does because he does do some bad stuff. I just, I think they could have gotten more. There could have been more there. They just don't shoot, and it's just random lines of how bad he is. And he could have been so much worse. He could have probably been the most diabolical villain in the Pierce Brosnan run if they would have just shown a little bit more of it, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I I guess that's what it is. He's a bit stock. There's almost like a cardboard cutout to him where he I don't know his full background I don't know how he rose to power know yeah. more about Blumfeld and I don't yeah. know a few other people I feel like to, but he's just like the height of his power media mogul J- Steve Jobs that's <laughs> his diabolical plan yeah and his weird thing with like the, the in the movie there's that one scene where we see the, his building in I believe it's in Shanghai and he has this whole poster and you're just, and it's like it's just his face yes. with the news no- I mean no wonder why no one's watching you shit, man. Like, are, are you am I supposed to draw me in? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that was terrible marketing on his part. Well, maybe that's man. it. Maybe he's he's really actually a bad newsman, which is why he needs to rig a yes. world war to yeah. get ratings. Yeah, maybe he's like the worst <laughs> newsman. That's why it's like, I'm going to have to make it myself. <laughs> I actually, I thought of this movie as I was watching it yesterday. Uh, like, um... This is Citizen Kane if Citizen Kane were a Bond movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Citizen Kane would be a Bond. Like, that should be. Uh, look, Citizen Kane would absolutely. Charles Foster Kane is an absolute Bond villain uh, because he's based on, you know, Hearst, the, Hearst. the newspaper man who was a real life Bond villain. <laughs> But he quotes Hearst like twice yeah. in this movie. Yeah, he does. Um, and and he quotes the 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 very famous like, and this is also in Citizen Kane, like uh, you provide the pictures, I'll provide the war about the Spanish American mm-hmm. War. Mm-hmm. So like, I I think I kind of appreciate more where they were trying to go with this this character. But I agree with everything you guys said. He's lackluster. There's he needs to be more over the top. Like his yeah. Yeah. For this this run of Bond, like I think maybe if they did something like this with Daniel Craig, we'd be yeah. a bit more forgiving. Mm-hmm. But but we're like knee deep and over the top <laughs> Pierce Brosnan Bond, and I think for what they're trying to do, I think they needed him to be a bit crazy. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So anything more about the villain before we move on? I- I think we'll talk about the three. We'll, we'll get all the bad guys out of the way first. Talk about the three henchmen afterward. Uh, anything else about uh, about Steve Jobs? <laughs> uh, n- no. I, I, right. I think that I think that's all I got on them. 
Uh, oh, I actually, wait, hold on. No, can we jump? Are, are we okay to jump? Oh, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. I have are a feeling Jenny knows exactly where I, I might be going with this. I just have, I don't know what it is. Can we talk about Carver later on in the film when he sees, um, damn it, um, Oh yes! Oh god! Oh god! Yes! Oh fuck yeah! Sorry. Wallin, that Wallin, was such a problematic Wallin, moment. Wallin, Wallin, right? Wallin, 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 yeah. Wallin. Wallin. Who's pretty much like the female Bond in this movie? Because yes. see, when she's got her whole thing, right. she's got her own gadgets and set up and shit, and Bond's like all about it now because you know he sees that. Um, yeah. So when he sees her, that whole mock Terry Silver like. Oh, Imita- oh imitation of, her, of martial yes. arts. It reminded me, I mean, I also love Karate Kid, so I mean, it took me right to Terry Silver immediately. <laughs> and I was just waiting for him to do that. I don't remember this happening at all. It came out of nowhere. It's like, this is the moment where a villain would be like assault to, to sort of, unfortunately, assault, like a touch her face or be like, mock her, be like, I'm going to have fun with you later and walk away. Yeah. And he doesn't do that. She kind of like just tries to push at him and he's like, fake combating mocking her combat he mocks martial arts right there yeah it's very much like yeah like terry's if you've seen karate kid 3 yeah you know what i'm talking about when he mocks (laughs) daniel and stuff like that um it it does come out of nowhere and he just kind of like it ends and then it never it's there's nothing like that again no (laughs) it's true it's so weird (laughs) did jonathan price do that like improv that i was like not cool Man. I hope not. I hope no, no. That look, Ginny. Until I until someone proves me wrong, sure, sure. That's in the script, okay. Exactly. I just that made me that made me hate his as a villain. I was like, I'm kind of mutual about him. I saw that. I was like, ew. I literally said ew. And then I was like, <laughs> well, Jenny, maybe though it was that they felt like we felt like it was a blind villain and he right. wasn't doing too much evil stuff. And they're like, I wait guess. a second, we got to do something quick. Be a racist. It was like, oh, okay. And he does it. It's like, well, I guess we hate you now. The quickest way. Yes. We gotta oh, fast so forward this eat. We gotta fast forward this eight quick, guys. All right, what do we it. got here? All right, let's go. Uh, that's it. No, I wrote that in my notes too. I was like, what? And his, and his yeah, his death. Then I was I thought about that during his death. Oh yeah. He gets it pretty bad <laughs> too right after it. I was like, get that motherfucker. <laughs> <Stupid> racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, crazy. No, I, I I watched that moment and I was like, well, I for completely forgot about it. I was like, what the? What? No. I, had, I don't remember that scene at all. And I was like, holy shit. Crazy. And the thing is, I know that we get problematic moments the farther back we go in Bond, right? Like, I mm-hmm. like, let's let's not mince words. Sean Connery, like, pretty much rapes a woman at some point. I mean, we'll get there, but, like, you know, things were different in the 60s and 70s and 80s. But, like, there wasn't any really, like, troubling stuff in GoldenEye. So I guess I let my guard down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well. Do you think think that having the villain do it, though, in a way where... I don't know. I I don't want to... I'm not saying, like, it's it's obviously a, a bad thing, but... Would you say it's problematic though because the villain is doing it and you're kind of building up hatred towards this person? No, I my only thing about it being problematic is that it comes out of nowhere, like and it seems okay. kind of just like like I, I think if there was if if that part of him, that like antagonistic part of him was shown before, I think it would have been fine. Right. But like it seems to only be spurned by the fact that there's an Asian woman trying to hit me, so I'm gonna make fun of martial arts, like 
and, and yeah, as as the villain, sure, it completely gels. And of course, like that's what it's better yeah. the villain does that than James Bond. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. If, if, if a hero, one of our heroes did that, you'd be like, yeah. um, what? It's but, just uh, shocking because he's not Terry Silver and he's like very stoic <laughs> and normal. Yeah. And then just like, I'm like, what are you doing? Or it could be Augie Smith. I mean, as we see in Peacemaker, where he just reels them off like it's no problem, it's no tomorrow. He just keeps going. <laughs> I was thinking of Augie Smith while I was watching Boy. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so then of course he meets his end. He gets uh, he gets drilled. You know, he does get drilled. Oh, yeah, that, he, and that was that, the other thing. My husband was watching it and he goes, "He just murdered, murderer, badly too. He's <laughs> really good. Yeah. Really bad. yeah. <laughs> and there's no falling off a high building for him. He really gets it pretty bad. I yeah. I'm. My problematic is that my problematicness is that I like that Bond Pierce Brosnan seems so angry about it. It seems like so um, animalistic about it. I liked oh. it so. Yeah, I don't know why he was like, so angry. I just I dug it. I, I was angry. into it. I mean, that's that's a brutal ending. Yeah, yeah. it's and, and a more realistic ending than some of the Roger Moore stuff. Like I'm, I'm thinking now. The way he kills the guy at the end of Live and Let Die is he blows his, he like literally inflates his head with helium and it explodes. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're still, we're still in the realm of realism on the Bond scale here. Oh, I think for sure. With, yeah. With Brosnan, yeah. For most of this, I, I would still say we're okay. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Um, all right. So let's talk about the, the three henchmen, right? Because I think we have three of them. We have, Mr. Gupta, who is the uh, the the hacker guy who works the encoder, we have Herr Stampa, Stomper, uh, who I think was um, I don't know abducted off of like Die Hard Three. I mean, this guy looks like he's a Die Hard villain. He definitely hung yeah. out with Hans Gruber probably at some oh. point. Yeah, him and Hans Gruber went to college or something. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> and. Uh, and actually, my favorite henchman who gets one scene and one scene alone, Vincent Schiavelli as Doctor uh, Kaufman. Yes! I, I, I knew, I knew you, you love this guy. I, I, I knew, I saw that. Coming. Of course, I did. And look, I don't just love him because I love Vincent Schiavelli. Well, that's for those of you who. Well, I mean, I do love him. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, that's the guy from from Ghost, right? Get off yeah. my train! Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yes. Batman Which returns. we just talked about on Granny's. A hundred percent. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Guy's been in everything. He's Amadeus. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't just love him because the name of my pediatrician was Doctor Kaufman. <laughs> that just always makes me laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> I think a doctor. But. but I just, I just love this scene where, like, he's just hanging out, waiting for Bond to come back. He's, he's set up Terry Hatcher's dead body, and and we'll, when we talk about Terry Hatcher, we'll get about her. We'll, we'll get into how she was killed. Um, and he's like put the tape on of tomorrow's headlines. Like this man is a professional, and he tells you, he makes sure that you know that. <laughs> yes, he does. five minutes. Yes, he's like I'm because it goes to Ginny No, no, I'm just, he's like milking it. <laughs> he's, it's, it's literally his last words. I'm just a professional doing, uh, that's a terrible accent. It's just, a, I'm just a professional doing a job. It's like, and of course, Pierce Brosnan goes, so am I. Oh, he's, yeah, when he kills him, I mean, Bond is furious at him, obviously. He's sure, yeah, he's yeah. It is personal. Yeah. 
Um, so out of these three, which you think, like, let's rank, let's rank our henchmen, which is something we've never done before. <laughs> Where we, like, I just like to throw curveballs at my hosts, wow. my co-hosts. <laughs> um, so I'll start because I've had some time to think about this. I'm going to go first, first henchman, number one, Dr. Kaufman, just because the man has presence. The second is going to be Gupta because Ricky J has presence. Oh. And the third is going to be Herr Stamper because he, I just, I just don't think he has presence. Like I think he's so boring to watch on screen. Uh, I, I got to go Stompers higher than that because I mean, number right. one, he looks like he he was probably typecast as a Bond henchman after this movie. Like he fits that part so well, and he does slaughter a bunch of people in the beginning of the movie, which we talked about. Uh, and he's like. Even after Carver dies, he still wants to carry out the mission and kill Bond because he killed, yeah, um, he yeah, killed the doctor. Yeah, yeah, that was his like mentor. You know what? You know what? I forgot about that. Ed, yeah, and I gotta get, I, he has I, his own little plot. I'm gonna. I'm actually line. gonna. I'm gonna pop over Gupta because I actually forgot until you just mentioned it. It was really badass where he has that moment with Bond at the end where Bond is like his leg is trapped and he knows he's gonna die and he has that like. We're going to hell together tonight, Bond. Like yeah. he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm dead. You're dead too. So you're right. He he actually is. I I was shortchanging him. And Bond also tells him, like, Carver's done, dude. Go get out of here. Like it's over. <laughs> and he's like, no. Like he he, just, he won't give up on it. I'm gonna put him as one. I'm gonna go stop nice. as one. Yes. All right. And then I will go with uh, the Doctor as two because there is a part of me that. That kind of took me out of the movie for a second, to be honest with you, because I didn't take him seriously. Like, the second he shows up, I'm like, what? I, I And again, I, I kind of slipped my mind he was in this film. I haven't, I, I like this movie. I saw this in the theater. I was, like, all about it. But I haven't seen it in quite some time. And it slipped my mind a couple of things, and that was one of them that did. And I just, I kind of just saw him as, like, comedy relief in a way, in a, in a weird way, especially when he's like, oh, well, this is embarrassing. Can you help me can't get into the car? Can you can you like it was actually funny, and it that's why I, I kind of got to knock him to two, and then and then Goop does three because he also, by the way, sells himself out where the, yeah. he knows the only reason he's alive is so he can launch the codes, and he <laughs> gives up the information so willingly. I'm like, you idiot, you know, you're dying now. Good, point. And Carl, Very good point. it just gets taken out, so that's why I got my rankings there. All right. I'm in the same Kitty? boat. I'm in the same boat because I haven't. I wrote a note about. It and I said German Dolph Lundgren because Dolph Lundgren's Swedish and this guy's yes. German, right? <laughs> Very different. And I, yeah, he's and he's a he's like a big, he's the muscle. Yeah. Um, and I just we don't and we never had that. I mean, Zenya was the muscle too, but I just agree. And yeah, Vincent, he took me a little bit out of it too because I was like character actor Vincent Stavelli. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, I know Terry Hatcher's dead. Oh, what the? Oh. Hi. I was like, wait a second. You left the Red Triangle gang yeah. to go ahead and to track Bond yeah. down? Well, the, the penguin was dead. He had to work somehow. Vincent Schiavelli's got to eat. He can't I mean, just hang know, out man. in his train all the time. I think he would have hung out with that monkey and that machine gun, and just that would have been his thing. Get off my train, monkey and James Bond. I would have preferred if he came into that hotel room with the monkey yeah. and the, the minigun and everything and tried to take Bond out like Crossover. That. Yes. <laughs> Talk about taking you out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
and then Batman swings in. Oh, forget it. We could have a whole other movie right now. Pierce Brosnan, Bond Tim... teaming up with like fucking Michael Keaton. Michael Batman. Keaton, Batman, oh, Pierce Brosnan, awesome. Bond. I would wild. actually, I would love to cover that on both of our shows. Do a simulcast. <laughs> Nobody wants <laughs> No, I guess not. Um, and so, speaking of things no one wants, uh, let's talk about Bond's sex life in this. Because I, th- I was talking with Ginny beforehand. This is the most getting it on we have seen from James Bond. Like, he, is, he sleeps with three women in this. I, as oh. I recall... Like, I'm not saying like I'm not saying how many times he has sex. I, I don't know the inner workings of Daniel Craig and Vespa's sex life before she dies. No, 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 uh, you know. But but like Bond, Bond has three partners. So he has the linguistics teacher, <laughs> yeah, which sets us up for possibly the worst joke in the movie. With I don't know. I don't, actually the guy said a little bit. Which is the worst joke? Is it <laughs> Money Penny going? You're certainly a cunning linguist, James. Or is it don't ask and M going don't tell? Because this is the '90s, and that was that was the whole military thing on the gay people then. Oh. Yeah. So just, which is the which is the worst joke there? My worst joke isn't in a sex pun. It's the one where he pushes one of the bad one of the henchmen, mm-hmm. um, a guy he's fighting with, into a newspaper a printer. <laughs> And it was like an Austin Powers thing, blood yes. everywhere. And he goes, they'll print anything these days. And I was waiting for it. I was waiting for a joke. I was like, I knew it. Where is it coming? Oh, and yeah. There it is. The second he gets pushed, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. Go. I actually. I was. I actually thought it was going to be what's what's black and white and red all over. Yeah, I think that would have been better. Right. It was like. Mm. Do that one because <laughs> when they're not, and when he's not macking on ladies, he's it's entendre, entendre, entendre. Oh, so constantly. many entendres. I was like, Bond movie. I was like, Bond, stop it, Bond movie. We have plot. I wouldn't get to the plot. <laughs> there's too many entendres. Yeah, there's there's a lot of entendres, a lot of sex jokes. Um, I, so I have like, another one of them, but it's by oh, yeah. him. Please throw oh, yeah. it out there. Let's talk about oh. the worst, the worst jokes. No, I'll, I'll, M is when just they're in the car because they pretty much are just on the move and they tell him he's got to do this mission and they're asking him what he knows about Carver's wife and everything like that. And apparently oh, they have God, intel yes. that that's Carver's that they're, uh, they used to be together. And M is just like, screw this. Like, you're going to be pumping Carver's, Carver's wife for information? She just like lays yeah. it out there. Like, yeah. it, that's what I'm saying. As much as in the last film, she's like, oh, that you're a misogynistic like dinosaur or whatever. I know. She's Her and like, Money uh, Penny are teaming up. Yeah, Her both of them are kind of like, yeah, we get it. All right, let's use it to our advantage. Yes. Go. You're with her. <laughs> Go pump her for information now. Actually, which is a this... little unprofessional and silly, which this movie's a little silly, though. It's we jumped. Yeah, no, it, it's fun. Yeah. But I, I, and I have to admit that this reminded me of your gripe with Spectre. Like, what is M telling him to do? Just go have sex with the woman and get the information? Because I think this establishes, yes, that's exactly what she was doing. She's done it before. <laughs> but, but, but I, I will say, though, the, the big difference is you're sending, you're sending any in, in other one, Inspector, Bond is being sent to the funeral of the dead man's <laughs> wife. This is like, hey, 
dude, go go bang. You know her. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Right. girlfriend. So not not a little bit more subtle, and I think All that's right. why they felt it was so open to keep on making those digs with him because they knew like what the hell is he carrying this shit? You know. All right. Fair enough. Um, Amy, yeah, because even Manny Penny getting on it, but he Bond also says something to her right before that scene ends, of almost throwing it out there like, "You should, you know, we should get, we should get to this at some point." Also, he says something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, they're very, yeah, <laughs> no, super flirtatious. And so like, very, so I always love that though. I do love that so much flirting. Like she's she's giving it to him just as much. I yes. do love spiteful. It. I love her. Oh yeah, no, she's great. And the, I think my biggest thing against this whole run is it doesn't end with like a three-hour sex marathon between those two. Yeah, I would have loved because it they they need, got together. They need to like have a lot of sex and just get it out of their system, you know? <laughs> so I was trying they, to come... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say they work together. It wouldn't work otherwise. Sorry, and you had something serious <laughs> to bring up. <laughs> no, no, I, I was actually just thinking when you brought up the amount of, of sex Bond has in this film versus Goldeneye. Because yeah. in Goldeneye, uh, it's with the uh, psychiatrist that is supposed right. to be. So the, and then, oh well, I guess with the um, with, with the other woman, it, it's twice in the matter of like ten minutes, which is just yeah, yeah, yeah. Him so, and Natalia uh, yeah. have a yeah, but but like he never like I think we I think we we did say that like he got Xenia on the top like off. Yes, yeah, so we gave him credit for that. Yeah, yeah, we gave him credit for that. She but, also like, did a couple other times when she just killed people. Yeah, right. So, so really, we can't count that as sex unless we're going to count stabbing as sex. I mean, if you're going to, but if Bond is, is taking score, then I guess he, he gets, you know, appointed on his score sheet for being one of the people. <laughs> he may have done it twice when he, when he when he had the tank and he was trying to go into oh, the yeah. screen. Oh, so. yeah. We don't know. We weren't there for that. That's, no. That's true. And, and God knows how many times he's masturbated between scenes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, the man's a sex addict. I mean, we can all admit this, right? He's not smoking can... cigarettes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. That's right. He gave up the cigarettes. Gonna have something. Another vice. <laughs> no, no baccarat in this movie, so. No, ba- no, yeah, no, 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 no gambling. He just goes to a party. That's yeah. True. He's wearing the suit, but. Yeah. Which, which of course, he, he like he comes to this party, and, and this brings us right into the Bond girl, uh, the se- sex partner slash Bond girl. Sex partner number two, Bond girl number one, uh, Paris Carver, who is Elliot's wife, the villain's wife, who is played by Terry Hatcher, who I actually texted you guys like, why do I always forget Terry Hatcher's <laughs> in this movie? And then I remembered why, because she's only in two scenes. Yeah. Yeah, she's really not in a lot. Yeah, she's not in a lot. But uh, so she's like Bond's ex-girlfriend. It is literally what the, the Tomorrow Never Dies lyrics are about, their relationship. She says something to him like, the, you know, you're... you're your job always gets in the way of romance. Do you still sleep with a gun under your pillow? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they actually have a cool scene where she orders his drink, and mm-hmm. he tries to order hers, and she's like, "No, I changed now." Yeah. I thought that was that was probably her best moment as a Bond girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's more reserved um, than I thought. Than I would. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I like Desperate Housewives, and I love Lois and Clark. Superman, you know, but I was like, she, but she's like very chill. She's very like just lovely. She's lovely, and and their like whole relationship is very like intimate. It's much more intimate than I just kind of ever I don't know would have imagined. Like he wants to protect her, 
And yeah. he's like begging her to go, like let him protect her. Right. So after they they have the it. night together, yeah. he's like, "I can get you out of the country in two hours." I know. And she's like, "You can never protect me from him unless you like." She says, "Unless you're going to let this go," and he's like, "I can't." But yeah. but yeah, he's very protective. He doesn't want anything to happen to her. I know. It's, I was just like, I think that like took me aback. I was like, "How sweet!" And I also think this bond, his bond, is such a. Um, I don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't, not that women need protecting, but he's such a protector of women and such a, that's a very like old school dashing hero. I don't think he's like Connery. I don't think he's until the next movie, maybe a bit, but he doesn't, he's not beaten women. He's not there. I mean, Zenya, but right. she attacked him. He's very, um, I don't know. I think he's tender. He's very tender and not different to Daniel Craig. He's not as reserved as Daniel Craig. He's uh, ready to flirt. He's ready to like mack on ladies, but he's also just very like, no, no honor, I, definitely, I, I definitely agree with that he's like he he has the like connery chivalry without the connery creepiness yeah or, yeah. or like you know sort of a aggro i don't want to say creepiness because it was a it was a different time but aggro, like aggro 60s aggro swagger you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know connery will protect a woman but He'll also throw it down to the ground and say, "Hey, I know you said no, but my we're penis doing this, yes. you yeah, know." Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, you know, the, where Brosnan, I don't see him doing that. I think for Brosnan, no, no is no, no, everything's consensual. Yeah, from yeah, when I remember, but I and I and I just go, I and he's like his voice is very soothing, and people seem to like him. Women love him, <laughs> and I, I just and I think he also loves the ladies too. And I think if, if you know somebody was to threaten them, and he, it, it was, you know this steve jobs-esque figure is going to threaten her or is abusive he's ready to like let's i'll take you away i'm, I'm ready to like you don't have to do this you don't have to be there and i'm like that's kind of that's so sweet so I love yeah that. for sure i agree they have a really nice relationship i kind of so wish sweet. there was more of it mm-hmm. um and where do you fall on uh paris um no i i think she's i mean for the limited time she's in the film she's a pretty important character because it is as we've discovered Thank you, Jason. This is the second time Bond ends up going to meet a ex-girlfriend of his because in the Casino Royale movie that you had us watch, that was also an ex-girlfriend of Bond's. <laughs> That's uh, right. Holy crap. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Jimmy Bond returns. <laughs> and he gets called Jimmy again also. He does. Well, we get we get some more Jack Wade. We'll get to yeah, it. Son of a bitch. But, um, Jack Wade. Not a fan of Jack Wade at all. Um, no, I, I think it, it is really important and interesting that they have a relationship and Bond is very much, you know, it, it meant something to him. And it kind of still is like, it definitely still means something to him that it's important. And, um, I think that's pretty pretty telling, and then it also fuels his rage to get you know partial to get revenge, even though he gets asked, "Is it revenge, or is it you know is it is not?" And he does want to stop a war, also, but I'm sure he's like, yeah, "Screw it! If I can make Carver suffer suffer a pretty horrible death, it, that's that's cool too." Um, yeah, but you know, she she's really good in this though. For the, yeah. for the small part that she has, I thought I, I recall her having a bigger part too, but I guess she just has she has an important part with just not a lot of screen time. Yeah, she's got presence, but you're right, yeah. not a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I agree. I really, I, and I, I, I want to point out that one of my favorite, like, I like to clock Bond drunk moments because uh. 
you know, like as I'm reading the books or listening to the books, like, and I've seen these movies, like, and and I got to watch the Daniel Craig ones where he's playing it, where he's like, I'm I'm so trash, you know. He's like, you know, like I I love to clock these drunk moments. Bond leaves the party where he sees Paris Carver, like after like her Elliot Carver has been has him abducted and they beat the hell out of him and he has to beat his way out of this party. He shuts down the power. He completely humiliates Carver, which is what makes Carver really look into him and realize that his wife and him have a past because Terry Hatcher is not really um, admitting to it. And what I uh, he's sitting there up all night and he's just drinking shots of vodka. Right. He was sitting there and this is such a cool moment. He takes the gun. He puts it on the table next to a full bottle of vodka. And when she walks in in the morning, you got a half a bottle of vodka. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who once drank a bottle of vodka in in the night. Oh, yeah. No, I paid for that for quite some bit. That's some pretty impressive drinking by month. That's look that that is that's beyond impressive. That's alcoholism. Yes. You know what I mean? That's like that's yes. like if he didn't drink that, he would have been a wreck. Oh yeah, I, I, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, that definitely. What's the what's the old Mel Brooks thing? It's like oh, there's nothing wrong with that, but this is my shooting hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess it brings us to uh, Waylon, played by Michelle Yao. Uh, who is the uh, the second Bond girl and the the third woman that Bond has sex with? Um, and I, I don't know why implied. I decided to enter this that way, but it's Im- uh, well implied. You don't see heavily the- implied at the end of the movie. When you end the movie like that, and it's a Bond movie, they've had sex. No, I I'm mean- just saying is that the other scenes, like with the la- with the linguist, and, and it was that was pretty. Oh yeah, you're right. Bond movie, that was pretty graphic. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh, there's that no question that went down stop. at the end. Yeah, no, there's no question because he also looks at her and staring at her at one point out of nowhere. They're you can in tell, love. Like, yeah, yeah, they're in love. Yeah. And the best part was that I love her character. I just want to look at this out of the way. When I was watching the movie, and there was like toward the end, like a lot of action going on, and um, my husband walks in and he goes, "Oh, he's like." is this the shower scene? And I go, no, Oh no, no, it's not the shower scene. This is like the, towards the end. And I go, but why did you remember that? <laughs> and he's like, cause it's just kind of a weird moment where they're like I, in the, in public. Yeah. I agree. I love it I, though. I love it. I actually, <laughs> I took a note of that. And I actually, Regina was on her phone while I was watching it. And I actually had to stop her from what she was doing to make this point. I'm like, I, I think like, I never thought of it before, but literally they're like handcuffed together. Yes. They escape Carver's like that. This is Ed, when you brought up like the, the, the megalomaniac size poster, yes. right? Like they ride the poster down. I think they have the, the coolest escape. They're handcuffed together. They're straddling each other on the, the bike. And then the helicopter literally is like, I'm just going to kill you. And they destroy the, the helicopter. But then you smash cut and they are just in the street <laughs> taking a shower. And I'm like, Kelly, kind of. Why did you decide to take the shower now? I don't know. The shower doesn't. It is. I agree. It's it's a cool scene because I guess it's cool because it's like you've never seen it before. I don't know how much sense it makes. Um, Long. Yeah, and it's just an awkward shower scene. Like I I don't know. He's shirtless. She. They. They kind of are like, "Here's your soap. Here's your soap." Yeah, Yeah, she washes her hair because she thanks him. It's cute. Thank you for washing my hair. Click now you're stuck on this pipe. It. 
So so during that chase though, that whole motorcycle chase, which I, I dug it. I thought it was really cool the escape to the, the way they had to do it. She tells him twice during that chase not to get any ideas. What ideas is he getting while having one hand handcuffed and and driving a motorcycle, which he needs her help to actually I, make you go? I wish you were, I wish you were Bond in that moment, and you're like, what could I possibly want to do to you right now? That's what I'm saying. It's like, hold on, time out. I wish you were like, hang on. Yeah, you Zach Morris that and time out it. Like, oh, hold on a second. What the hell am I gonna do right now? Honestly. What am I doing? <laughs> I think you do that, and Stomper comes up like, "Yeah, ladies, that was weird. You guys, what are you going to do? I'm trying to kill him. you now. <laughs> I want to know, but James, tell us what are you going to do?" And he's just like, "Oh shit, I'm on the spot now. I got to come up with something. <laughs> my whole my whole reputation's going to be in the toilet now." <laughs> but she You're says right. it twice, sorry. That I'm like, "What is he doing?" I just, love that. I just love that scene. It's so dumb, and I think they're so cute together. She's she's great though. I love. She's pleasing to watch, action wise. All of her action scenes. I just can't even remember when Bond was fighting. All I can think about is her, and how great. She, honestly, like and just I, kind of her, her stuff in the end, especially. I actually adore her in this. I she, I like her energy. I like that there are parts where Bond's running it and shot at, and she's just walking down <laughs> the wall like on a a wire like. Um, I like her action stuff, and and I didn't realize this actress is actually in Star Trek Discovery. Like yeah. she was like a captain. Now she's a big deal. That. Now she's in everything. Yeah, no, she's a big. Well, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon at yes. that point. Love that. She was huge in that. I, I yeah, I, I actually I recall her being in this film, but yeah, every time she's on screen, I think she's always like a pretty. She's a pretty cool presence to have. Like yeah, like you're saying, like she's just a pleasure to watch. She's in Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Yes, she is, and, and she's awesome. She is, and I also just saw her on Saturday because me and Angie had watched uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, yeah, she's in that. Yeah, she's in that too. Oh, nice. so, how is that? She's like everywhere. Else. It's pretty cool. I, I dug it. I mean, it was it's very John Wick esque, yeah. in a way. But yeah, it's got a pretty awesome uh, cast. Paul Giamatti's in it too. Oh, I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah, wish- Paul Giamatti's in. Was she supposed to have a spinoff movie? That's what my that's what Tom said. My husband said he said he, that she was gonna get one, but I think audiences I like didn't want or they I don't know studios didn't I want wish. to do it. Can we give her and Paloma their own movie where she's yeah. and Paloma? <gasps> we'll have a movie and then and she comes in and is like, I can help train like the old dog kind. I love it. Multiverse. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. <laughs> Are we gonna do a, a Spider-Man No Way Home thing where we just start getting like the three most badass Bond girls and they yes. get together and they have their own adventure? Yes. I would love that. I would love that. I mean, it would be these two and Pussy Galore, right? Like the, that would that would be my pick for the third. She was a badass yeah, Bond yeah. girl. Yeah, probably not good night. I, I don't know. I mean, is it, wait, but Halle, <laughs> Halle Berry? Oh, uh, yeah, she yeah. would do it. She would do it. But she's in she's, in, she's a secret agent too. I mean, and I, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Damn, All right, true. you know what? I'm gonna th- I'm gonna think about some rules <sighs> for our Bond Girl multiverse, and when we talk about our when the next time when we do the, the Pierce Brosnan wrap up, I'll have those rules yes. set. That'll be part of our wrap up discussion. But the the cool thing though is that Halle Berry and uh, Michelle Yeoh can actually team up because they are in the same. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. So that could have actually that could have actually happened. Pierce is their Bond. Man, yeah. I wish. 
Um, all right, so let's see what have so we, that's any that was the Bond girls. I think we can uh, we can all agree, Michelle. Yeah, was this the like the star Bond girl? Yeah, this, right. Yeah, I don't sure. yeah. Um, and then yeah, what else am I missing? Oh yeah, we didn't do Q branch yet. There's some interesting Q branch going on. We have double Q branch. He's gonna hate me. Why that car is ugly. I I'll agree with you. Uh, I like car, am I wrong? Am I maybe I'm, just, I'm not a car no, person. It's, it's I'm not a car person either, but I didn't love it. No, I I, it, I like the I love the functionality, the gadgets in the right. car. I don't yep. like the look of the car. I not do love the fact in the beginning of the movie he's driving the Aston Martin again. Yeah, that is awesome. So I'm, it made me think though. I'm like, so wait a second, that's like his car. Like I drive around in this car. This is my car. <laughs> I park in my apartment, and then I go take Q's car and I make sure I destroy it. <laughs> yeah, it's a rental. Who gives a shit? By the way, the fact I forgot that Q comes out in the Avis, which does Avis yes. even exist anymore? Oh, oh, I'm sure it does. Car rentals do they? I don't know. I I don't drive, so I've never rented a car. But um, but he comes out um, in the red jacket. Red jacket, a little red jacket. <laughs> this is maybe the weirdest like Q branch scene we've seen. This is definitely the weirdest Q branch we've seen this might be the weirdest cube branch of the series <laughs> it's it's there's a lot of product placement and i don't recall oh, if yeah. there was a big avis ad campaign that was tied into this movie i have to believe there had to be there's <laughs> yeah. no way there wasn't because it, it's like really front and center quite a well, bit avis isn't turning that also- down Especially no. when he crashes, like when he does that whole thing, because the, the car is remote controlled yes. on with, with, like a smartphone, but a '90s smartphone that still <laughs> oh, had yeah, that pad. <laughs> yeah, which I had one of those phones; they were crazy. Um, but like, he literally drives the Bond car into an Avis, uh-huh. <laughs> and make sure the shots right there for it. Oh man, yeah. But the functionality was... of the car, though, no, no, Jenny, you're right. The car is ugly shit, but the functionality of it, was like the, the missiles and everything, the spikes that come out, and the remote control stuff while he's in the back seat driving this thing around, it, it is pretty. It is a badass Bond car. Car. It just looks like shit. I I also really enjoyed the fact that the BMW's insignia comes up and it, it like cuts metal wire. I'm like, you know <laughs> yeah. what? That's not something I would think to put in a car, but. I could see why Q Branch did. That's fucking brilliant. Oh, I know if Alfred built the car, he would because he obviously put that in a Batwing. That I, I banged <laughs> that movie for a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Why the hell does the Batwing have a massive scissor in the middle of it? That was awfully convenient. <laughs> because That's because okay. obviously Alfred used to be Q Branch. Oh well, I mean, isn't there that Pennyworth thing that we don't even cover that kind of says oh. he was military before? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're going to go there. We'll talk about yeah, that another time. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that another time. Um, but what about uh, then the phone, the cell phone, the one that, like, does everything? He uses this in seven different ways. Maybe not seven, but, like, it's a fingerprint. It's a scanner. It's a remote control for the car. It's a lockpick device. It's a taser. Like, there's yeah. nothing this this phone doesn't do. And this is, like, this is pre-smartphone, right? Like, 97? This yeah. is the original smartphone. This yeah, it really is, and he actually, I think I, I this is my favorite gadget because I really like that he uses it to lift the print off mm-hmm. of the safe full of mm-hmm. like 
blackmail material in Carver's mm. office and then directly uses it to open the safe with that print. Like, that was kind of my favorite Q branch moment in the movie. But what'd you guys, uh, Ginny, what'd you, what'd you think of the other uh, phone? I love the phone a lot. I was like, that, and then, and then I'm back to the, so we're now we're hyped up on, we're cranking up the gadgets. Now I'm trying to remember if the rest, I know Die Another Day, but then I think about, I'm trying, I don't remember, the world is not enough. Um, but this is like, yeah, I'm, I'm so, I remember, I remember this is the, the Pierce had gadgets. We don't have gadgets in Daniel Craig universe. I just, I'm like, now this is where we, I feel fully, uh, fully I bonded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Comfortable now. I'm like, yes. good. This is, this is how sure. it should be. Hmm. Oh, I'm so warm with gadgets. Uh, Ed, what'd you think about the, the phone? <laughs> I mean, the phone is fantastic. It, it, I said that's the original smartphone. It's yeah. it's really really cool. I also want to talk about what he uses when he does the print and opens up Carver's safe. Can we talk about the contents in Carver's fucking safe? <laughs> yeah. I have to rewind it to make sure that I saw what I saw. It's all blackmail material, right? It's like it's like kitty porn so. and and drug paraphernalia. It's it. Yeah, he has coke. He has heroin in there. Looks like because he has like a, a hyper like there's a needle. Looks like yeah, he has bags yeah. of coke. Looks like he has European smut in there. <laughs> I, oh my gosh! What the hell was going on? <laughs> blackmail for for him? Is this what Carver's doing? Like, I mean, is he using this blackmail material? Was this what Carver does? Like in his office when he's alone when he's bored? He just starts no, no. I think for sure it's blackmail material or like setting people up for the story. Really? Oh, yeah. You think that that's all his stuff? It's a well, he, people up with the story? Well, he I, says I, that. I take it. Like, yeah, that's what I thought he for sure. About the president. He's like, oh, th that footage of him with the college co-ed. And then he's like, yeah. we'll blackmail him with it. And then we'll print it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I actually took this as his, his like, personal concept. <laughs> like, he's like, all right, I'm going to shoot some heroin, snort some coke, and <laughs> masturbate to some foot fetish stuff. I mean, that's what you think he's doing? <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't put that past Carver. You know that's what they're doing. <laughs> Or the high sparrow, <laughs> either one. I would, I would see both of them doing this shit. You know what? I don't own a Mac. I don't. I could see Steve Jobs. No, I'm not going to finish that sentence. His ghost will come in and kill us all. Yes. I, I'm already on hassle the hop. I don't want to unhassle Steve Jobs. I don't even know how you would do that. <laughs> I don't know either. That's why I stopped myself. Good, good man. Um, <laughs> but so you think that was his own recreational usage? I'll be honest, that's, that's what so I interesting. Thought, that's yeah. what I thought it was. I I didn't think he had like everything in this safe is gonna be. Well, here's my old, here's, here's all my blackmail stuff that I use to blackmail people. <laughs> I didn't take it like that. I really thought this was his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely fucking wrong about this, but that's why no, I'm like, crazy. I rewound it and I'm like, wait, what is that? I paused it for something. Yeah. Like, What's in that damn safe? There's Holy some insane shit. stuff in that safe. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, to, so to, to explain to our younger viewers what that safe was like, it was like opening the dark web. Yes. yes. Right? There you go. Yep. There you go. See, hey, I'm hip. I'm cool. <laughs> 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 but yeah no that's that that's insane uh all right so what do we have left i think that oh and then of course there's like i i said there were two q branch things there's also like all of uh waylin's q stuff which of course comes with the fire breathing dragon <laughs> i liked it oh, that was so funny i liked all that stuff and another 
the other cigarette scene too, where um he's gonna light the guy's cigarette. Are we talking yes. about that? And yes. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a motorcycle moment for me, where like a motorcycle flip from Daniel <laughs> Craig there. I was, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I love the fact he's listen. He's just stopping people from smoking. That's yeah. it. That, that, that's his thing. He's a man of his objectives. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 he were doing this today, he'd be stopping people from vaping. Yeah. Break oh, it. Yeah. Ruins your teeth. Crap. <laughs> um, all right. So then let's see. What do we have left? Yeah, I'm a terrible host. Uh, I, I wanted to point this out, right? Because I'm looking through my notes now. Because we're getting to the end. We're almost done. I'm out of notes. Um, so. I, I oh, actually, point. hold on. There's one thing. Yeah. What about when Carver yells at that guy, Simpson? Did he fall asleep on a job towards the end of the movie? <laughs> Yes. The guy is there, and it looks like he's like looking down or something. And is they see them breaking into the base or the the, the boat that they're in, the stealth boat. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if he was sleeping or not, but he yells at him. Was like, "Can't you see they're right on the monitor? What are they, like? What do I pay you for?" I'm like, "Yes, Can you sleep on a fucking job." <laughs> that happened? actually was really funny. <laughs> was he playing Galaga? And then he just realized <laughs> that like, what happened there. That's what I thought. And then, of course, he gets fired from this and, and joins up with S.H.I.E.L.D. And... Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He joins MI6. Oh, He's no. like 0016. <laughs> and that's like the, what happens there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, that that's such a bizarre moment. That moment kind of takes me out of the movie a bit. Like, <laughs> it's so random. It is so random. Um... Yeah, so, okay. So then Bond's, Bond's like uh, Q... I'm sorry... Wayland's Q closet. That's anything else that uh, we have there. Because I, I did want to bring up one more thing. We had the fire breathing dragon, but we also have that weird dart gun fan. And Bond makes the the the, the mention of like something like Chinese technology. Oh right, yeah. What's he say? It's a quip. It's a quip. Yeah. Like oh yeah, something China. But I've, like I've I been just... running to something on Chinese technology, or I've yeah, been running I... to. Unfortunately, I didn't write the quip down. I just wrote like. Dark gun fan? Question mark. <laughs> I just said it was such so weird. Like, why would she need a dark gun fan with all of those guns? Like, why doesn't she have a cool? Well, actually, no, she does have a cool watch, like Bond, right? He, yeah. Does he mention right? And and she has the better Walter PPK. Yeah. But like, but then why does she have that fan? What is what is Bond walking around with? Is he walking around with like explosive tea bag or something? <laughs> Culture. Yes. Right. This is uh, every every uh, every secret agent has to have a, a cultural thing on them. <laughs> a teacup, a saucer, bro. Uh, all right. So yeah, exactly, I've thrown my saucer. At you. Um, all right. So uh, anything else? Was any other notes that we didn't hit on before we sort of talk about if this was a success or not in the uh, Brosnan franchise? Any any notes we've missed? I'm gonna look over my notes because I said I don't remember what I wrote down. Trying to see any, any more quips I wrote down. Definitely. Um, again, I told I told you I was like, I get it. Bond likes women. We have to stop. <laughs> M's talking about the car as a female, and they're like, now go easy on her, Bond. We know you love the like. We, I was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, it, it'll be better. She'll uh, she'll function she'll better to you. with my touches. Yes. Like yeah. 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 Let's see how she responds to my touch, and then he's just like, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I know there's something we didn't touch on that we should have that you want to. Our good friend Jack Wade, we'll call it 
not Felix Leiter. Yeah, fucking the fuck not Felix Leiter. The guy's an asshole. Shows up again in his stupid Hawaiian shirt. Pretty much brings nothing to the table again. He's totally useless. Like, they, they, I would have rather him walk around with, like, Felix Leiter's son or something like that or anything because this is just a shitty replacement for Leiter. I can't. I really can't stand this guy. He's another one who kind of like takes me out of the movie again. I'm like, he's just like the American idiot that shows up. He is. Yeah, he's he's yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> he, he doesn't do anything. He, no, he, that's he, the thing. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not in it for long. He's just there to kind of like trip over himself and sort of yeah. make fun of Bond and, and but, call him Jimmy and make fun of Americans, which I'm fine with. But yeah. at least be clever about it. <laughs> no, nah, he's just goofy. Goofy. All right. Uh, any any other notes that we missed? That was the end of my notes. Jack Wade was my last note. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, give our final ranking? I'm, I'm ready to go. Mm, yeah. All right. So, um, Ed, was this a successful James Bond mission for Pierce Brosnan? Yes, I I enjoyed this movie. I. I enjoyed it then upon a rewatch. I, I dug it. I think the action's really good in this movie, and that's like a standout. Um, if I'm going to ding it for anything, it probably just would be a little, the writing's a little weird at times. Like I had mentioned, like the whole, like, you know, don't get the ideas thing, like it just comes out of left field both times, and like, why? Um, and the villain's vanilla. The, vanil- the villain had a lot more potential, put it that way. And that's why I think that was a missed opportunity. But overall, I, I do like the movie. I think it's a pretty cool idea. I would have It would have been interesting to see if they would have taken this storyline and used it during, like, if it would have came out today. Maybe during Daniel Craig's one or not and see what you could have done. Maybe you could have realized this potential. But uh, it is a really, it, it's an interesting, straightforward plot. Um, but yeah, I, I, I dug it. I don't really have yeah, anything too much to ding about it. I, I liked it. Awesome. Uh, Ginny, successful mission or uh, not successful? I think the movie is uh, like as a, it's a great movie as a whole, like just to watch it and to to review it. I'm sure. I think it we failed the mission on this one. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's kind of. I mean, I'm sure people think Quantum of Solace is boring. I think this is a bit <laughs> um, villains bland. I was excited because it's this the media mogul uh, dude. Um, I don't know. I think so many, so many lines. I think it's a, the tone's a bit weird. I think coming from Goldeneye to this movie, I always think in my head it goes, Goldeneye, the world's not enough. Tomorrow never dies. Die another day. And that's not true. It's they, it's, they switch those two. I think because I think our next movie has some more complex themes and some interesting stuff going on. It gets a little bit more serious. I think this is a bit goofier. So I think we failed at least set us up to die another day, which is its own thing. So I, I think we, I, I do think Michelle Yeoh and Pierce together are my favorite Bond couple of this entire series. Nice. All so right. So they're, they're the saving grace, you know, truly. I like it. I like it again. Descent. I love descent. Uh, I, I enjoyed this movie. I, I, I don't think I, I would, I kind of put it like, this is like a middle tier Bond movie. I think if I'm looking at like the whole thing in retrospect, like, I think when we eventually do our rankings, this is going to be in the middle for me. But I think it's a completely fun movie. I, I would actually say it's a success. Uh, I think I like it a bit more than you guys because I uh, I actually liked the song and I 
have no problem with the boring opening, though I do admit it's kind of boring, the credits. Um, and I agree that tonally it's all, all over the place and it's goofy, but I don't know. I just, I, I got in the, uh, I really like Pierce Brosnan in it. I really like Michelle Yao in it. Uh, I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, um, Lois and Clark for what we got from her. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say it was a, a success. So I guess it's two successes and a uh, failure, but Hey, that's okay because tomorrow never dies. So we can always redeem ourselves <laughs> with our next movie, uh, which is going to be the next in the Pierce Brosnan, James Bond series. The world is not enough, which as I haven't seen this since I saw it in the theater. I saw, I saw the world is not enough once. Me and too. the last line is what I remember the most about it. <laughs> Man, Me too. Guys. <laughs> I love this movie, but I haven't seen it in like five years. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm actually kind of curious to see how I, I feel about it now because I I don't have much of an opinion besides the absurd last line of the movie, and that was it. I, I'm I'm the same. Like I, I remember the last line. I thought it was terrible. That's all I really remember of the movie except for like the twist about who's the bad guy. Um, and I remember having no problem accepting Denise Richards as a, a right? nuclear physicist because I, I actually it's a James Bond movie. Who cares? <laughs> but but again, I haven't I haven't seen this movie since the, since ninety nine or two thousand when it came out. It's been a bit. I'm I'm excited to to check it out. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm also I'm excited to to talk about it next week. So everyone, please, uh, if you enjoyed what you saw. Uh, and you are not part of the Double O Deep Dive group on Facebook, please uh, join us there. We've been posting a lot of James Bond-related articles. Uh, uh, you know, Daniel Craig's getting a lot of buzz with Tomorrow Never Dies. It's, uh, you know, we've been posting some news on the site. So if you're interested, join uh, up there. Uh, you can also catch the show there if that's not where you're watching it. Um, so yeah, double O deep dive presented by pop culture pros. Uh, you can join us next Monday at eight 30, but if you don't want to wait till next Monday at eight 30 and you, you want to talk some, some other geeky goodness, you want to talk some comic book stuff, uh, Ed, t tell everyone about granny's peach tea, which, you know, I have nothing to do with that. I, I don't know what that's about. You got to tell everyone. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, <laughs> Well, again, Jenny, thank you for joining us. We had our 50th episode just this past Saturday. We had a check that one out. That's up everywhere. We're going to be reposting it. We had a pretty fun discussion about Batman Forever, which, by the way, coming back from the uh, dog's classes, Andy was asking me about Batman Forever, and we wanted to know who was coming on to, uh, you know, to defend this movie and why there were so many people who wanted to defend it. There was a got into a whole discussion about it. So if you would also like to know, you can check out the last episode of Granny's PhD. But upcoming this week, we are going to be talking about Batman and Robin. Yes, Woo! we would actually be talking about Batman and Robin. We'll be everybody chill. Yeah, chill. It's, it's, it's going to be a cool party. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Ice to meet you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're not putting me in the cooler. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I can keep going. I can Did you guys write it? Did you write Batman and Robin? It's, <laughs> I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that's that might be my swaying point, Jenny, about why I I can't believe I would actually do it. But I, I'm going to reserve for, for for Saturday. So yeah, we'll be talking about Batman and Robin. We'll be talking about the latest episode of Peacemaker. 
and also the latest episodes of all the CW shows, Superman and uh, Superman and Lois and Naomi and uh, Batwoman and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So uh, come check us out on Saturday for that, for our 51st episode. Yeah, 51st. That's also a milestone. It's one after 50. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of one after 50, and this segue means nothing, uh, <laughs> you can also check out Shooting the Sith here on Pop Culture Pros Network if you like uh anything star wars related i know tim has been doing a great job covering the book of boba fett he's also been talking about uh nice this is the way this is the way uh he's been talking a lot about uh what's going on there talking about the future of the show i know he's been uh, wanting to interview people who like you know in the star wars community with tattoos and the such so he's gonna go really fun places with this uh you should definitely join him uh also take a look at just too sweet if you're into the wrestling i know we just had a royal rumble and i know that because i just lost eight bucks in the royal rumble Same because way. steve ferracci uh won the boss man won fix and, uh, eric. and eric the boss man his best friend won fix no uh, <laughs> i'm kidding um but yeah check out just too sweet i'm sure they'll be talking about the uh the royal rumble if they have not discussed it already um I know these shows are not currently going on, but the Empire 161 show and the Put It in the Book show, which covers uh, uh, Yankees and Mets, respectively. I know Ed and Lisa does uh, Empire 161, which is the Yankees show. Farachi does Put It in the Books, which is the Mets show. So once uh, the, the the baseball season comes up, check that out. Uh, or if, if, you, if none of those things interest you, but you have an eclectic taste, where you like a little of this and a little of that, then join Eric... And Tim for the A to Z program where they literally cover everything from apathy to zeal. Yeah, you know, wasn't okay. wasn't like I gotta burn some of the ones that aren't as funny. I mean, it was hard to come up with A and Z words that matched each other and mirrored each other. Okay. I'm kind of proud I don't know, of that. I know. I can keep this going for it. I'm curious. <laughs> I look. I've got. I've got like at least twenty or so left. And, and once I get down, oh no, no, no. I I've committed. When I commit to something stupid, I go full force. <laughs> full stupid. <laughs> That's right. I go full stupid. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Ginny Ed. Thanks for joining as always. This has been a, a lot of fun. Uh, and fun. I will. I'll see you guys next week. And those of you who join us, see you next week. Thanks. Peace, guys. Bye. Thanks.